Good morning, everyone, and welcome to CSOC Podcast. The chapter for today is Philippians chapter 3. Now, at the beginning of this chapter, in verse 2, Paul says, Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the concision. Well, how would you like to be called a dog by the Apostle Paul? But what he's speaking about here is the Judaizers. The ones who came from Jerusalem, they came and were trying to convince the Philippian believers to return back to the things of Judaism, especially circumcision, which has to do with the cutting off of the flesh. And Paul points out that they are serving by the flesh. And therefore, their service is unclean in God's eyes, and that's why he calls them dogs. Yes, in the Old Testament, dogs are unclean animals. Then, in verse 3, Paul says, For we are the circumcision, the ones who serve by the Spirit of God and boast in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. The believers in Christ are those who have actually genuinely been circumcised by Christ's crucifixion. Not something outward in the flesh, but inward by the cross of Christ. And they are absolutely different from the Judaizers. They serve as priests by the Spirit of God, not by the ordinances of law. They boast in Christ, not in the law, and they do not have confidence in the flesh, but rather in the Spirit. The flesh here um, comprises all that we are and have in our natural being. The fact that the Judaizers had confidence in their circumcision was a sign that their confidence was in their flesh and not in the spirit. So this is the first part of this chapter, is serving by the spirit and not trusting in the flesh. And Paul even gives, you could say, his pedigree. From the past, he was the top dog in Judaism in his past life. And in in verses 4 through 6, he describes uh, all the confidence that he had in the flesh in the past. But he says, starting with verse 7, What things were gains to me, these I have counted as loss on account of Christ. Everything that was a gain to Paul from from his past life, all his attainments, he now considered a loss. And actually, verses 7 and 8 are the heart of this book of Philippians. Here, we are initiated into the experience of Christ. I read verse 7 and verse 8. It says, But moreover, I also count all things to be lost on account of the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, on account of whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as refuse that I may gain Christ. All the different gains were counted as one loss by Paul because they all issued in one thing, that is, the loss of Christ. As indicated, by on the account of Christ. All the things that were once gains to Paul hindered him and held him back from participating in and enjoying Christ, 
Hence, on account of Christ, all the gains were just a loss. You could line them all up in the debit column. Now, verses 8 through 11 uh, are one long sentence. And in this long sentence, it's like an as the ascending steps of a staircase, bringing us higher and higher until we reach the peak in verse 11, where Paul says, If perhaps I may attain to the out-resurrection from the dead. This word, out-resurrection, in the Greek, it's the word resurrection with the prefix ek in front of it, which means out, outstanding, extra. It's the extra resurrection, the outstanding resurrection, which will be a prize to the overcoming saints. Now all the believers who are dead in Christ will participate in the resurrection from the dead at the Lord's coming back. But the overcomers will enjoy an extra outstanding portion of that resurrection. They will be resurrected to receive a reward. To arrive at the out-resurrection indicates that our entire being has been gradually and continually resurrected. God first resurrected our deadened spirit. We saw that in Ephesians 2. Then from our spirit, He proceeds to resurrect our soul, little by little, moving into our mind, emotion, and will, and transforming us in that part of our being. And our mortal body, as seen in Romans 8.11, he will spread out there until our entire being, spirit, soul, and body, is fully resurrected out of our old being by and with His life. This is a process in life through which we must pass and a race that we must run until we arrive at the out-resurrection as the prize. Hence, the all, uh, all that he's mentioning here concerning the out-resurrection, the outstanding resurrection, should be the goal and the destination of our Christian life. And we can reach this goal only by being conformed to the death of Christ by living a crucified life. This is what he's talking about in <clears throat> verse 10. To know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. So, <clears throat> the Apostle Paul is here pursuing. He's running a race. He says in verse 12, Not that I have already obtained. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul, who had already raised up so many churches and so many believers uh, ha had been saved through his gospel, and he says, I've not obtained, but I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing, if even I may lay hold of that for which I also have been laid hold of by Christ Jesus. So he was running this race. He had already obtained the believer's common salvation by the believer's common faith, but he had not obtained the extra portion of resurrection. To obtain that portion, he had to pursue, to run, to finish his course triumphantly. That's why in verse 11 he says, If perhaps I may attain to the out-resurrection from the dead. Now at the end of this chapter, in verse 20 and 21, he says, For our commonwealth exists in the heavens, from which also we eagerly await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transfigure the body of our humiliation to be conformed to the body of His glory.
Oh, our body eventually will be transfigured, glorified. And that's what he's talking about here in verse 21. The confirmation of our body to the body of Christ's glory. The transfiguration of our body is the redemption of our body mentioned in Romans chapter 8. In Philippians 1, to experience Christ as a matter of the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. No doubt, this is a matter of our spirit, our human spirit. In chapter 2, the experience of Christ is a matter of our mind. Our mind should be indwelt by Christ's mind. Murmurings and especially reasonings are a matter of the mind. To think the same thing in chapter 2, verse 2, is also a matter in the mind. Now, in chapter 3, to experience Christ in the final stage is to experience Him in our body. When we experience Him in our body, that will be the consummation of the experience of Christ, the transfiguration, the redemption of our body. This will be the confirmation of our natural body to the heavenly form of the body of Christ's glory. Our entire being will be brought into glory by experiencing Christ. Remember, that's the subject of Philippians, is the experience of Christ. Philippians 1-3 through 3 reveals our progressive experience of Christ. Well, brothers and sisters, let's go on to experience more of Christ today. Praise the Lord.